All right. Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, episode number 89. Sitting and hanging out with me, like usual, is Jared Ty Biwatai. By the way, he's a real estate guru. Along with myself, Brent Duham, and we'll get into announcing our guest. Can't wait to have that guy uh, chat because he can he can let her rip tater chip. Before we do that, let's uh, let's uh, Jared. Let's do a couple shout outs to some of the folks that have been on this on our uh, Breaking Business Barriers previously. Coach Kyle Draper, creator of content and compound marketing, great dude, awesome, awesome dude. You'll see him everywhere on social media. Brandon Straza. Our guest knows him pretty well. Podcast host of the Mastermind Effect. Then our last shout out for those of us in real estate, in and around real estate, lending and, and beyond. Troy Garris, he has a really good show. Comes up on YouTube and or LinkedIn. You can find him on LinkedIn. Certainly Troy Garris, Mortgage Banking Livestream. He's a, he's a good dude, super knowledgeable guy. Well, let's not let's get into the 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 honor roll here or the honorable mention. I don't know what we'll call him, King Tut, something to that effect. Hey, welcome to the show, Brian. Brian Burjans. Let me let me also tell you what Brian does, and then he can share a little bit more about what it is that uh, where where he is today, what what has brought him to that point. For you entrepreneurs and military, either active or former, I think you're going to love this piece. He's SVP, National Director of Military and Veteran Lending for Caliber Home Loans. And he's doing a great job over there. Great advocate for uh, his company as it relates to military and veteran lending. Brian, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Obviously, uh, your other guests didn't show up, so you picked me. So I appreciate it. But I'll take it either way. You're you're all you always have been good in a pinch over all the years that I've known you. Hey, we're we're first and foremost, let's uh, remind everyone, Brian, where we can find you. Hey, you can uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's probably the best place to get me, uh, and it's basically Brian Burjans. Uh, I didn't do any trickery. I know some people put like an initial uh, first in their last name. It's just Brian Burjans. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to talk to me. Just hit me up with a message. Uh, I get back to everybody. So. That, that's right. And that's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Burge, B-E-R-G-J-A-N, as in Nancy. Did I, did I remember that after all these years? Babe? Yes, you did, except don't forget the S at the end, Burjans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, I, was, I knew I was going to leave myself hanging out to dry. <laughs> that's all good. Well, hey, let's let's get into what you're doing as a, as an SVP, and then we'll crawl, we'll jump into some other things. We'll we'll have it. We'll share some laughs over the next 20, 25 minutes. But man, what is it? That's a, that's a whole mouth mouthful of a title. What what it is that you're doing? Share. It yeah, with. we wanted to make it bigger, but it wouldn't fit on a business card. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I always tell people now after about after five years of carrying this torch. Uh, at Caliber, you know, uh, I have the honor, uh, you know, it's the honor and privilege of representing my organization on all things military and veteran related. Um, so, for example, I, you know, work with our retail folks and anybody who's customer facing on how to work better with military and veteran customers. But then I also work with servicing on servicing our customers and then my the 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 best thing I, that I, I really think that I you know do for our organization is also how we work with our own team members that are military and veterans, right? So 
when I started at Caliber five, almost five years ago, um, I dated Caliber for about seven months before uh, committing to come up, coming over. And I just got back from Afghanistan on a deployment and uh, Caliber was looking to, uh, they felt it was the right time for them to get involved with the military and veteran community. So we created a business plan, a three-year plan, basically on how we would do that, right? So starting with nothing, except a great company with a great reputation, and now how do we become, you know, top of mind when it comes to working with military and veterans? And the crazy part is a lot of people don't understand this, but they just want to turn the switch on and say, hey, we're committed to helping military and veterans tomorrow and start hanging the signs up. The reality is with an organization, I don't care if it's 10 people or 6,000 people that work there, you can't go out and claim to be something when you don't even appreciate the people that work for you that serve, right? So it seems kind of fraudulent and very not very sincere to go and say, we're the best at helping military and veterans when you've never think that that works for you, right? So we had to do a real, I mean, a forensic analysis of the company inside and started creating initiatives, very patriotic initiatives, internal initiatives that would spark the patriotism from everybody and get people to self-identify and say, hey, you know what? I, I'm actually a vet I served. And the transformation, it takes time. It's not something you just, you know, hit the light switch and it's there. I mean, it takes time. You got to build trust. You got to build trust with your own team members. But the beautiful thing about the whole thing is when you do establish a great culture around, you know, supporting military and your military team members and hiring military and hiring spouses, that front stuff, that front of the house, you know, working with military and veteran customers, that's easy because it's skewing from every part of your body when you're out talking to them because you are 100% confident that your organization backs you up, right? And then everything about, you know, testimonials and everything else support that kind of stuff. So it was a five year, almost a five year transformation to where we're at today. And we don't, we don't uh, fall asleep at the wheel either. We're always working three years out. Like, you know, a uh, couple of things that we got going on now is, you know, creating a military spouse council, a council made up of military spouses from every branch of the service that will help us and guide us during, you know, because the military is always changing. You know, I'll give you an example with COVID, right? You had, you know, uh, you had what, 400,000 military families that couldn't relocate. You know, that caused a problem. You know what I mean? And us as lenders, right, that are, you know, are committed to the dream of home ownership for military folks, we need to better understand their pain points and what they're going through so we can better serve them when the stuff starts loosening up a little bit, right? So having folks on that side of the fence that you can call, you know, as part of your like internal board of directors or your council or whatever to help advise you on how to better serve those people is a difference between an organization that gets it and an organization that doesn't. So we're really proud of that kind of stuff. That's So just to kind of close this out. So my job is everything and anything you can think of military and veteran related, uh, I work with a lot of nonprofits. Earlier today, uh, you know, before this call, I was able to 
uh, donate two service dogs for one of our Gold Star family customers that uh, just closed on a second house with us. We found out it was a Gold Star family. And so I did a FaceTime with the, with the mom and dad. And, you know, we decided as an organization, we don't get a very, we don't get a lot of opportunity to show our gratitude to Gold Star families. So when you do, you know, you gotta, you gotta come with something. And uh, we donated two service dogs in the name of their son today, just as a small token of gratitude for, you know, his selfless service to this nation. So that's the kind of stuff that we do. We don't ask for pats on the backboard. It's just in our DNA. And, and that's what I think why we are, when it comes to working with military and veterans, we're the real deal. So five years in the, in the making, <clears throat> are you having fun? Oh, I, you know, I mean, it's, it is, uh, everything that I, that I could have imagined, you know, uh, Brent, you and I have known each other a long time. This has actually been something that's been a passion of mine since 2007, 2008. And, uh, you know, for whoever's listening to this, you know, who's sitting there thinking to themselves, you know, uh, I'm passionate about something. I believe in what I'm doing, but no one else does and the and some of the things that are happening don't support me continuing down this path i strongly consider you to stay true to yourself stay committed to the process and uh stick with your passion because i've had more people tell me no and tell me that helping military and the military demographic uh was not a good bet and was not something that would be sustainable in the mortgage industry and that I was basically chasing nothing. And I didn't believe any of them. I stayed to, true to myself and knew that it was an underserved demographic because I still served in that demographic. And I, you know, chased my, I chased my dream. And, uh, you know, it took me, uh, it took me a while to find the right home, but, but I eventually did. So, um, it's been longer than five years in the making. It's a funny story because you sit there and go, when you see people successful, you're like, oh, well, that must have been easy. No, no, man. This was freaking 13, 14 years in the making. You know what I mean? I just finally crossed paths with another organization who believed in me as I believed in them as being the right fit. And then that's when the magic happened. And now you see, you know, what we do today. So. I That's fantastic. I definitely couldn't have done it without the people at Caliber who, you know, saw something in me and said that, you know, at that time I was, you know, 38 years old. And they were like, you know, we want this guy to be the face of the franchise when it comes to the military. Right. So uh, I take a lot, you know, that's why I appreciate them. And I work my tail off every single day as a good, you know, ambassador for Caliber and the military. Brian, I think it's awesome what you're doing, and I think you hit the nail on the head that there are a lot of organizations that, you know, will say, oh, hey, we're the military-friendly company, and but you can really tell the difference between someone who understands, you know, the military lifestyle and needs and, and just ways that we can help and someone who, you know, is just using it as kind of a marketing gimmick. Um, you know, I have a question for you. You know, what are ways that 
you know, just average, you know, civilian families can help, you know, what are things that, that you know, normal people can do to show their appreciation for our service members? Well, one of the things that, uh, that I've always said, and it's been something that, uh, it's a, it's a proven concept, uh, that the best way that you can give back to the military and veteran demographic is with your time, right? Monetary contributions is, you know, everybody can do that. But donating your time, rolling your sleeves up in your own community with organizations who are touch, you know, touching the military every day, you know, like you can go volunteer at the USO. Uh, there's a lot of local community organizations that service military and veterans. And I've always said this, and it's been my philosophy at Caliber. I don't like doing national one-size-fits-all initiatives. I really don't. Because I think it makes a lot more sense for Jared and Brent to work with people in their own backyard and see their time and their effort, because their time is money, go to work and see the the rewards of that in their own backyard, which is extremely important. And especially when you want to build relationships with like-minded individuals who have the same passion around helping uh, military and veterans in your community. That, that was a great question, Jared. And, and B, you just nailed it. You know, give, given that time and your experience in what you've done, you've given, you've given time before, your position is SVP, no doubt, and your commitment. <clears throat> Tipping my cap to you, my my friend. That means that means a lot. And I I have not served. I have plenty of friends like yourself that either are serving or have served, and it's opened my eyes over the years. And you're doing you're doing that with an entire company and, and beyond. And I like that that local market. Yeah, get out there and, and get active in it. It's uh, I've done it. It's fun. It's, it's super rewarding. And, and they, I don't know that anyone is more appreciative when you go out and hang out and do some volunteering with uh, servicemen and women. All right. It, it's uh, I'll give you one example. This is a great example. So uh, I, I have a passion for teaching people about the VA benefit, right? And that's yep. something I started a long time ago and someone believe it or not, believed in me to do it. And I would have never have ever saw myself as being a person standing in front of a room of 150 people talking about, you know, uh, a benefit, right? But someone believed in me at that time. And I seem to be a common denominator in my story that I've had a lot of people that saw something in me along the way. But uh, so one of these day, one of these classes I was teaching, it was uh, the National Association of Realtors just came out with their military relocation professional designation. And I was actually one of the original 13 to teach the class. And it's this real long, it's a great class, don't get me wrong, great class, but it's a real long all day event, right? And so, and it's basically, you're a I'm a lender and I'm teaching a bunch of realtors. So I'm basically going to a gunfight with a knife. Right. I'm probably out of the, you know, 85 people that I'm the 86th best mortgage person in that room. Right. Because that's just how it works. And Jared, you know. Right. So. Uh, so funny story. We're going through everything and, you know, I'm hitting them um, with content. But then I'm also coming back with like, you know, you got to roll your sleeves up in the community. 
you know, because everybody wants to know, okay, I got this great designation, but now what do I do with it? Like, how do I get in front of the people that I want to do business with? And the easy answer was volunteer, right? So after the class was over, I had about, I had 17 realtors stay. 17 stayed after class and they all huddled around and they're like, we want to get involved in the community, have no idea how to. So my dad director at SLAR was staying right there. Her name's Karen Dunn, freaking one of the greatest human beings on the planet. She said, hey, why don't you guys come back here next week? I'll give you the conference room, the boardroom, and you guys can brainstorm. We'll call this group our MRP alumni group, and you guys can just go to town with community outreach. I go, that sounds great. We came back. There was all of us in the room. We decided after a long conversation that we would volunteer and adopt the 300 veterans staying at the local veterans home. Okay. Now, here's where the magic happens. Got 17, got 18 people, me and 17 realtors. We, we go and we just, I mean, close upon this veterans home, right? They knew we were coming. We sat down and talked. And we said, hey, we'd love to adopt all the veterans for Christmas, if that's possible. And they were like, oh, my God, this is great because the veterans, 75% of these people have no visitors ever. So now we're like, this is divine intervention. Like we did definitely pick the right thing. So when we started, this started in 2014. When we started, it was 17, uh, 18 of us. We got the, uh, we got the list from all the vets and it was socks, underwear, stuff like that. Fast forward, we got over a thousand volunteers now who go to this veterans home. Now the wish list is DVD players, laptops and everything else. And they get it. And they absolutely get it. We do bingos there once a month. I mean, high cash prizes. We have uh, Redbird coming in that place. I mean, it's turned into one of the biggest community things here in St. Louis in the real estate community. And it's unbelievable. Channel five news has been there. Now uh, we've had other directors from the uh, veterans homes come there to, to check out what's going on. And it started with just 18 people who wanted to give back in a local community after taking the class. Right. And now it's just good deed, goodwill. I mean, the, I don't even have to even do anything anymore. It just runs itself. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. And these vets get adopted in less than 30 seconds. The, a lot of the realtors have relationships with the veterans at the home now. And I'm telling you, the coolest part about the whole process was getting to know the vets. And there was guys there from Band of Brothers. Hollywood came and interviewed one of the residents there. He was literally at the eagle's nest trying to drink all of Hitler's liquor. He's four months. This guy was four months at the eagle's nest with his group. And they said, he said, we didn't make a dent in that thing. That, that'll, so, be, that'll be for another show. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but look at that. It was, you want to know, I mean, that's just the kind of stuff that can happen uh, when a bunch of people just say, okay, let's commit to doing something local. And we found something that everybody was passionate about. And then after we got involved in it, I mean, it just went into something that's, I mean, I mean, they don't have to worry about doing anything for the best there. 
we have people now go there and take the vets out on fishing excursions and stuff throughout the year. It's turned into a year-long, oh, you know, uh, volunteer effort to make sure that these people at this home, because they're all terminal, basically, right? The life expectancy at, at, of, of a vet in a veteran's home is right around two and a half to three years. And, you know, you got people there all the time now trying to make it, you know, this last three years of a ride for these guys and gals, the best ever. And it's unbelievable. Well, high fives to those 17 that really took it seriously, along with Karen Dunn. I'm going to remember that name, my friend. She sounds like, she sounds uh, like you said, one of the best humans ever, for sure. Before we, before we wrap up, Breaking Business Barrier is really founded on the, the fork of the road. So we have entrepreneurs want to be entrepreneurs, which is, you know, people that are in training, everyone's at a, at a particular fork of the road. And we've all, we've all had multiple forks in the road, some bigger than others, but I know you have one particular fork of the road that you maybe want to be talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. So my, my fork in the road, uh, I mean, it would be, you know, like being who I am today and what I do for a living and advocacy and stuff. So dating back to 1994, right? Uh, 17 years old, senior year of high school. My neighbor had wanted to be in the military his whole life. His dad was retired Air Force. I mean, that's all this guy talked about, right? So one day he comes to the house and he's like, hey, Brian, can you go to the recruiter's office with me on Saturday? Because if I take you with me to the recruiter's office, I can go into boot camp an extra pay grade higher. And I looked at him and I said, I had no idea what you're talking about because I didn't know crap about the military. And I'm third generation. Like my grandfather served in World War II in Korea. My dad was a paratroop, 82nd Airborne. But I didn't know most of that stuff because I, I grew up in a single parent household. My dad wasn't around. So I didn't really know my own family, you know, history with the military. So I had no idea what he's saying. And I go, you know what? He goes, I just need you just to do what you do because I you know, I've always been to the, the guy that could have a conversation with somebody and I've only met him for like two minutes, right? So he's like, you know, you just do what you do and it'll all work out. And my mom, believe it or not, goes, yeah, you got to go help him out, Brian. Go help him out. Go, go help him out. And I go, okay. So comes picks me up on Saturday. <laughs> we roll down to the recruiter's office. And I'll never forget it too because it was a Saturday. There was nobody there. We walked past all the other branches of service, Army, Coast Guard, Marine Corps, and there's this guy staring right at me. And back in those days, the Navy had an all-black uniform with a tie. They called it the Johnny Cashes because it looked like Johnny Cash, just straight up tie or anything else. And walking up, and he's like, you know, my, my neighbor Steve goes, this is Brian. This guy was telling me about it. He's like, hey, Brian, I'm Petty Officer so-and-so. Come on in. And we sit down, and he looks at me, and he goes, you know what? You look like one of those guys that I could sit here and just try to sell this thing to you all day, but you look like a visual learner. So hold on, let me get something for you. So he reaches in his desk, pulls out this book that's literally about this thing. And I didn't know what it was. He sets it on the desk, turns it around, slides it to me, opens up the first page, which is literally him and all his buddies in Australia at a bar with a bunch of ladies. So... He's, he's like, hey, you look through those while I help, you know, Steve out real quick. We got some paperwork to do. And I'm like, okay. And I'm flipping through these pages. And I mean, it's just literally like spring break city on every photo that I flip through. 
And so he comes back to me and he goes, hey, he goes, so what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? I mean, what do you do? I go, well, I play sports and I'm a lifeguard. And everybody knows back in the 90s, it was Baywatch, right? David Hasselhoff, <laughs> the Baywatch people. That's why I wanted to be a lifeguard. I was in a program at my high school where uh, it was called lifeguarding, where you showed up every morning and you literally went and did lifeguard training for an hour, hour and a half, and then went to class. And you did it for, you know, your whole high school life. And my teacher at the time was a, uh, a Marine Corps guy, and he would literally try to drown you at the bottom of the pool. Any chance he got. Just, and you'd come up, you couldn't breathe and stuff. He's like, you got to take this stuff serious because if you go out to someone panicking, they're going to try to drown you. And I'm like, man, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like 16 years old. Like, I don't see this happening. But anyway, so the recruiter's like, I go, well, uh, I love lifeguard. I'm a, I'm a lifeguard, and I play sports, play baseball. And he goes, oh, you're a lifeguard? He goes, oh. He goes, uh, how would you like to be the lifeguard of the ocean? I go, man, that sounds like a great deal. I, I would love to be the lifeguard of the ocean. Let's talk more about being lifeguard of the ocean. He goes, well, we got a uh, program called Search and Rescue Swimmer. And then next, you know, three hours later, I'm leaving the recruiter's office with my neighbor. We get in the car and he goes, hey, man, I'm good to go on that extra pay grant. Great job. He goes, but what the heck? Three hours, man? He goes, man, you don't even think you'd have ended that a little earlier? I go, hey, man, I'm in. <laughs> he goes, what? I go, no, I'm, I go, I'm in. He goes, oh, good luck telling your mom. I go, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really in. I'm signing up. And he goes, okay, well, good luck telling your mom. We show up to my house. I walk in the door. My mom goes, hey, how was it? I go, it was great. You got the extra pay grade. She goes, great. I go, I'm joining the Navy. She goes, the hell you are. I go, no, I'm serious. She goes, I'm serious too over my dead body. And literally it was back and forth for six months. And so I finally convinced her that joining the military was something that I needed and wanted to do. And uh, funny part is because of, you know, I was, you know, uh, always with the, the in crowd and all that stuff growing up. And, you know, I had a little bit of an ego at the time when I was, when I was that age, I'll be the first one to admit it. And my mom really looked at me and just said, Hey, you know what? Uh, you're an only child. You don't know about team player stuff. There's a good chance you'd be the first one sent home when you get there. And uh, little did she know that when I showed up to boot camp three weeks later, my neighbor would be the first one sent home because he couldn't handle it. And I could handle it. Matter of fact, it was an easy day because my coaches that I grew up playing sports for, these, these drill instructors didn't have anything on them. They were old school coaches. Yelling was part of their DNA. You know what I mean? So when I got there, the yelling part really didn't phase me any. And, and it changed me as a human being. I went there, got to meet people that, you know, shamefully would say that probably in high school, I would have never gave the time of day to and talked to just because it wasn't just, you know, that's just how high school is. But because we all had shaved heads, wearing the same ugly ass uniform, looking like idiots. And in the same scenario, we got to know everybody for who they are. And, uh, man, it literally, I'm not kidding. When it says it, it changed me, it, it changed me as a person. Uh, when I came home from leave from military and then on forward, man, I had so many people tell me I was a changed human being and, and it, and it helped me just in everything. I was socially just a better person, uh, you know, confident, you know, just the military is just a great thing. It's not for everybody, but for me, it was definitely the fork in the road. And I 1000% wouldn't be here and be half 
as the success I am if it wasn't for Uncle Sam. The other half goes to my wife. Brian, and, and uh, great to have the support of Christina, by the way, <laughs> your beautiful bride. You know, that's amazing fork in the road. In fact, I think you took, you know, that, that oak tree that's right there in the fork. I think, yeah. you, plow, I think you plowed right through it <laughs> without a chainsaw or anything. I think you just love, leveled it out. Brian, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty great way to close. In fact, I've got goosebumps now thinking about yeah. your story. I've known you for a long time. Unfortunate. In fact, the first time, you, these Saturday dates that you must have, you know, with the military, I think the first time I met you, and in fact, I know it was, it was a Saturday. And yeah, I can tell you, Saturday. I can tell you exactly where the three of us, another gentleman that we both know were that, that particular day. But, but Brian, you know, I'm glad that you had a chance to meet Jared and share your story on breaking business barriers. And, and again, everyone has their fork in the road and sometimes there, there feels like there's four or five of them in a month. But yours, yours, you, you, you made a great choice, even though your mother may have not agreed with you at the time and you wrestled with it for six months with her. You know, she's just trying to protect her, her one and only. No, no doubt about it. I'd, I'd probably do the same thing as would Jared. And maybe even you would do the same thing. I'm not sure, B, but, yeah. but my friend, it's been, it's been great to have you on, on episode 89 of Breaking Business Barriers. What a, what a great thing that you're doing and you know let's get let's give a tip of the cap to everyone in uniform or who has uh, previously worn those uniforms and let's also not forget about all the first responders 2020 as we're recording this towards the end of 2020 it's been a it's been a tough year talk about talk about everybody in the front lines and that's a lot of folks and you know the light hopefully is now shining at the end of the tunnel we have something something to look forward to above and beyond just the next day Burge, again, we can find you on LinkedIn, Brian Burjans. Uh, you, you can find him easily, no, no doubt about it. Connect with the connect with him. I encourage you to do it if you're not already done so. And he, and he's out on other pieces of social media. I know he's he's a frequent guest on a number of podcasts out there, and he likes to he likes to be able to get that word out there. Last word, last comments, uh, JT. No, Brian. I just wanted to say thank you for what you do. You know. Um, it's interesting how with uh, veterans and uh, active military members, um, you know, the public perception, the level of respect, um, you know, should always be high, but at different times, depending on the conflict, things like that, you know, it varies. Uh, but what doesn't vary is the sacrifice that, you know, the people are willing to make, the sacrifices that they do make. And, um, you know, I think that's important for us to keep in mind is whether it's, you know, World War II or Vietnam or, you know, uh, Afghanistan, um, the, the sacrifice that you sign up for is the same. And uh, I really appreciate that. Right, right on. And, you know, it, it's great that you're living your passion out here. I can't wait for your first book to come out or maybe second. <laughs> maybe if I missed the first one, my, my bad. I got to think of a title. Like how'd I get here? That would be a good time. It, it would be, it would be. And you, you would do great at it by the way. And, and especially if you include that beautiful family of yours. Well, let's wrap, let's wrap up episode number 89 of breaking business barriers. Brian Berjan, what, what, what a, what a great guest. JT, thanks for being, uh, thanks for being there as always. This is uh, Brent Duhame signing off episode 89. And as always, it is definitely onward and upward. Peace out, everyone. Cheers.